Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It? Podcast. That'll make sense uh, as we speak. Uh, I'm your host GB. Today's guest is an indie pendant, that will make sense as well, Um, professional wrestler, professor of archaeology. Please give up for the well-travelled Pitfall Jones. How you doing today, mate? You all good? I'm terrific, George. How you doing? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm glad that we've been able to uh, rearrange this. And the first time you were unable to do it, second time I was unable to do it. So third time lucky, which is good. Yeah. But um, we're going to have a, a good uh, conversation today. I'm actually going to rewind things. And just before I talk about Indiana Jones, because uh, it's going to be a big part of this conversation and the gimmick as well, and your influence as well. Uh, I actually yeah. want to know about wrestling first. Like, when did you, like, what was your first wrestling related memory? Uh, well, first, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I know it's like eight hour time difference. Like, <laughs> way to go making making the math work for on that. <laughs> Took a while. Google genuinely life. more work than either of us could put into it. But <laughs> I did get uh, wrestling related memory. I'm. I mean, I feel like that's just a question to give away my age. But um, I think at, like uh, when I was a kid, I just like go to like uh, a friend's house. Um, my, my family wasn't watching wrestling, but like all my friends were, and I clearly remember like images of the undertaker and the million dollar man and like very like vivid memories of like these over the top characters in like early nineties, like 91, 92, somewhere there. Okay. No, that's fair enough. No, you're actually kind of same age as me. So it's not too bad. And that's not that old. I will. I won't be revealing that on this podcast. Um, but no, that, that's that's cool, man. Um, I can also assume you were into films growing up. Um, what I'm going to assume one of the films was Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. What what was it about Indiana Jones that you love so much? Um, I mean, that's that's like two questions, right? Because like, genuinely love the movies, and then like, why do I yeah. like wrestle that way, right? Those are probably two stories, but <laughs> um, it's I've always loved. Uh, Indiana Jones, uh, you know, just based on like, you know, my age, I ended up, you know, seeing him entirely out of order, right? I think mm-hmm. I went three, two, one, because I think the third one came out in like 90 or 91, mm-hmm. 89, oh, like, somewhere, yeah. somewhere in there where it was all like, show the kid that, right? Um, and then I was like, oh, this is the best. And then they're like, oh, you like this one? We got other ones to show you. So the story made no sense to me, but uh, it was all about, it was just all about the action, man. And those like 80s movies mm-hmm. were just an adventure. You just, it was usually like following buried treasure kind of movies. And that was like the epitome of it, you know? I mean, Harrison Ford himself was such a cool guy. Like obviously Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Like you don't get any cooler than that. I mean, you probably get cooler than that, but like very iconic for sure. Yeah. Right? Um, but he's at the same time, like he's he follows art and like knowing where like the money's at and making iconic characters. But he's also the kind of guy that clearly doesn't like the fame and the nerdum of it as much. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some clips when he's being like bombarded by fans. He's pretty much like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine that being annoying as well. But he's not one of those. You won't see him at every Comic-Con event. Yeah. But I also like I just also like how much he cares about it, too. Like, mm. it's not just, like, you know, I think he's gone on record saying, like, hey, who do you want to be the new Indiana Jones? And he was like, 
I'm Indiana Jones. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> there's not a new one. And I was like, man, I love, like, you're not remaking this. I'm it. I like Write a it. new story. You're I love sticking it. By it. Yeah. And they got the yeah. fifth one coming out next year as well. Yeah, that's the whole reason I'm still wrestling. I was like, I got to wrestle at least till <laughs> the next movie comes out. Yeah, it's many bookings when it comes out as well. Literally, everyone's I, got Pitfall Jones. <laughs> yeah. I, I went ahead and chose a, a like a, you know, a three-decade-old gimmick. Um, I got, I'm finally going to be relevant again, so. <laughs> no, it's an awesome gimmick. I will sort of get into that as well a bit more deeper. Yeah. But I want to ask, when did you decide to train and become a professional wrestler? Um, once again, like, it was a little bit later than mm-hmm. a lot. Like, I feel like everyone nowadays starts when, like, they're 14. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think I started until I was, like, 25, um, maybe 26, somewhere in there. And I was in New Mexico. Um, and I just, I just had some, some friends that was like, hey, come see my show. Uh, I'm fighting for the championship. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll go and just expected to see like just not a good show, just kind of just a bad drinks kind of a thing. And I yeah. went there and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is going on in my area. This is wild. Um, and you know, I always loved it growing up. And then, but they're just, you know, 10 years ago, there wasn't this massive indie scene like there is now. Um yeah. And in New Mexico, there was nothing like there was like Lucha Libre. Um, and it just, I didn't really understand that culture. So I didn't feel like that was appropriate for me uh, to go down that route, no matter how much I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I saw that, I was, oh, there's an opportunity in New Mexico um, to actually do this. Uh, and I always kind of was like a bit of a, you know, on stage person. I did a lot of stand up comedy um, for a while. And then, you know, in college, I would play, like, rugby. So, I, like, I missed that, like, physicalness. I was like, well, shoot. Like, just make that mission to have one match, which I'm sure you've heard that that a lot before. So I to, I'll just get to one. Um, but that's how it happened. Just, you know, had the right friends that invited me. And I was like, oh, this is better than I thought. Um, Where was it that you did train? Uh, I trained in... Mosh pit, Mike, Mosh pit Mike's Backyard in New Mexico. And if you're not familiar with the New Mexico weather, it's like 100 degrees in the summer, snowing in the winter. And But we were out there. Like, we were out there uh, two to three times a week. Just We would just do it all outdoors. Oh, wicked, man. What did you find sort of was some of the most difficult things in terms of training? I know it was in the backyard, but still, you'd have to put your body through, you know, some sort of, you know, like back, back bumps and moves. Um, the, the bad part about training was not knowing how to do it the correct way. I had some really great guys that like brought me in and, and made sure that like, it was still like a, a good experience, but I didn't quite, I didn't know the, the, all of the cardio and strength training you need to do outside of wrestling training. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of like throwing my body around without building it up the right way, uh, for probably far too long. I think, you know, nowadays that's so it's like commonplace and people know that and there's a lot of like fitness behind wrestling but like I did very kind of like you know I thought I was training because I went to like Gold's Gym twice a week and did my own but like I wasn't doing it the right way Mm -hmm. so just if you throw your body around like that but you're not building it up the right way you're not being healthy and like you know go eating healthy and doing those kinds of things injuries happen so fast um and so i I did a lot of dumber things early on and then 
I figured it out. And like my no injuries in the last few years. No, you know, they can't no, and I, I banged my head a lot too. <laughs> I think I had like three concussions like in that first two years, which is you know, not good. Like I should have stopped, but I learned how to do it right. Yeah. Um, and that that makes it a lot better. That's pretty cool. That's kind of similar to the Hardy Boys. I mean, like I know sometimes when people are like, oh, training backyard is not the best, but look how like they turned out. And I've seen like your in ring stuff. Like yeah. you do, like you have a balance. You can do like death matches. You can do comedy. Technically, I think you're solid as well. And I just want to ask about your debut because that was that when you was Donny Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear about so, uh, it. Yeah, you did some research. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even talk about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Censored. Uh, it, yeah, and it was, that was like just trying to find yourself. And I didn't, you know, trying to, the style at the time was like, one, I wanted to be a big character. So like a big movie I liked at the time was Gangs of New York. And I loved Leo, Leo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. And I was all like, let me do that kind of character, right? Like he was this like heroic character with a cool look. And I was like, and I told my trainers, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be Amsterdam uh, and I want to have this Gangs of New York look. And they were like, no, they don't want that. Like, if you want to go anywhere, you got to have like two names, got to be first name, last name. Uh, they want shorts, you know, you know, put a logo on your thing, maybe come out with a jacket, but like be a straight lace wrestler. And so, and I did that. And it it was never working for me. It just never, never really clicked. But that's why the name happened um, was, I love that movie, but my trainers were like, you got to have a first name. Oh, man, and, I didn't know there's actually more to it. That's pretty cool. Though. I, I mean, I, I love Gangs of New York, by the way. It's one of, one of Scorsese's best, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I just think it's uh, fantastic. Yeah, but it was it was a mess of a thing. Like, I tried different, different things, try to stand out, you know, wear the gold. I think a lot of guys do that. Um, try to put a bunch of different names together. When I moved up to Seattle, I try to like use like my New Mexico roots to like be different, but it just, it never really connected mm. um, as much as I wanted it to. I like that though. Like you sort of tried something and it didn't work. And I just want to know about the process of Pitfall Jones. I think it's a quality gimmick. It's fun. And I can tell, okay, it's heavily based on Indiana Jones, but I can tell like you are proper embracing it. And that, you know, I feel like a lot of it's you as well. Yeah, I, uh, so I started it when I moved to Seattle and there was a promotion called 3-2-1 Battle. Mm -hmm. um, and they were very much trying to emulate the, the hood slam vibe um, of just very big over-the-top characters, big over-the-top matches. Um, and so I noticed that like everyone that came out had like something with them, right? Mm -hmm. They had like a little like prop that helped them tell their story, helped them get their character over. I was like, well, this is easy. I was all like, I can just... Uh, you know, be a collector of those items and put them in the museum. Um, and I was like, I, I kind of look like the standard, like, you know, action hero guy. So it was all like, I already like dig these, these movies. Um, this makes, this is a good way for me to like get onto the show yeah. uh, and have an interaction with everyone. Right. Like, cause if I, I'm taking their identity away, man, that gets the crowd involved. Um, and then, and then just, a movie that's well known enough that you know I can I can shout a line, and not everyone knows it, but enough people know it that it makes sense. There is something they did shout. Um, it was in like, SOS Pro Wrestling, and you basically did a shout out to John Williams, uh, the composer for the. Oh, yeah. In case there is someone out there that doesn't know, you should be ashamed of yourself, by the way. But he was <laughs> a legendary composer. The theme song, da, 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 da. Yeah. and he's done many many iconic theme songs. But I love that little things like that. I just wanted to praise you for that. I thought that was a really cool moment. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I love it. I, it's it's been hard to like make um, like con- like social media content uh, mm-hmm. because I want to use the tracks. From, the, from Indiana Jones, yeah, it's so like anything that's ever touched John Williams <laughs> yeah, yeah. has their like that's that heavy rude. trademark on it. Uh, like you play one note, they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. That's getting so his time, like, Yeah, I've made videos where I just sing the song my side, do the do 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 do's. Just was like, they can't, they can't trademark me. <laughs> oh, the Invisible Whip. We have to talk about it. Um, oh, yeah. Genius, genius spot. I mean, like, I know, look, comedy wrestling's not for everyone, but it gets a, a huge reaction from when I've seen you do it a few times. And if yeah. you could just talk, like, I'm going to probably not do it justice. Can you talk the process of the Invisible Whip and, like, how you do it and sort of what, you know, what it is exactly that I'm talking about? But from you, yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah, sure. So there was, uh, at 321, there was a guy that had an air guitar, right? And I think that's been done in wrestling before, but he used it all the time. And I was like, well, if he could do an air guitar, well, I'll just twist on that. And so instead of a bull whip, you know, I had a satchel that I came out with. And so I would just bring out just my fist. Yeah. Uh, or it'd be the invisible whip, you know, just big, big miming. And then I'd always have my audio guy in on it. And so anytime I swung it, he hit the audio and so it was always a hilarious like moment um and people like man they would either like if the moment was right they would love it yeah or they would hate it and it was just me doing this with a uh with the whip effect uh, but the the reason i did it is you know they wanted me to have a whip right away and i was like well if i have a whip like i know how wrestling works I'm going to have to get hit with that whip at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so for a, a solid year, we went with the, the invisible whip, which was pretty funny. Um, but it was it was half, you know, kind of teasing an air guitar, but half, I didn't want to get hit with a whip. <laughs> yeah. Your audio guy, shout out to him. His timing is awesome. Like, has he ever yeah. fucked that up, by the way? Yeah, there occasionally there'll be one, but but it's not like he hit it right enough times mm-hmm. that like you, I could do it, and if it didn't hit, like the audience, we could just kind of like do like a little fourth wall and kind of like look, and like that would still get a reaction. The fact that it didn't make a sound, I could like you know shake on it, you know, do this. You still uh, get a reaction either way, like if it does go right or it does go. If it wrong. goes well, or if it doesn't, yeah, kind of like if your joke doesn't land, you kind of like you know just play with the tension a little bit, and it's still they'll still roll with you. <laughs> oh, it's just so cool. I mean, if anyone's not seen it, it's on what it was doing when your matches. And I think actually, here's a separate clip just for it. YouTube it, take a pause and go watch it quickly and <laughs> resume this interview, of course. Um, but no, I, I think it's quality. I think mean, three, two, one battle. Uh, it's very exciting. I love it. Even before the matches, they do three, two, one, and then battle. Uh, yeah. I want to know about your time there. I mean, I, I think you've really touched on it as well, but I want to talk about some of your favorite memories and your moments there. Um, yeah, I mean, it honestly, like, I mean, it, it, it's the reason that I'm still wrestling. Like I, I told you, I had that that Amsterdam gimmick that I just I was wrestling, but I was I didn't like it, um, and it just gave me time to have like moments, and it was it was really unique because they ran every other week, mm-hmm. and that was huge because in New Mexico, even if we had shows, it was like every other month, and that was it, unless we like traveled to Phoenix, which is eight hours, or Dallas, which is eight hours. Like New Mexico is this like, you know. A little it's so secluded that it was hard to like make connections uh especially when no one knows you 
um, and there was less indies out there. Um, so just a lot more reps in front of an audience that like came every two weeks. So they cared about what you did and they cared about the little changes. And I was like, that's where I was like, really um, strive wasn't so much like, oh my God, he's having a banger match. He's doing all his flips and stuff. I was like, the kids do that. I'm, I, but I'll, I'll tell you a story and I'll tell you a story over a few matches, over months, over like sometimes a year. Yeah. And the people that came every month were like, whoa. And it was it was really fun. They but they did, you know, I kind of came at the right time where Washington wrestling was kind of like legalized up here and the three two one was growing. We did big shows at like the iconic showbox. Um, and I just had really good timing of like arriving right as this company was taking off. And so it was huge. I think it was good for both of us because mm. it revitalized me and um, it just gave me uh, like a lot of focus. Um, as, as far as, you know, cool things to watch, there's a bunch of stuff, man. Just check out 321 Battle. They put up most of their, their matches and videos. There are a couple of big shows at the YouTube show channel's by. pretty good. It's a really good yeah, channel, to be fair. Yeah, I think you want to check out it. Um, a lot of great talent up in the Pacific Northwest that either started there or you know, had a, had a really unique take on their characters there that um, mm. it's it's not it's not like in many other places. But with the gimmick that you do have as well, like from what I've seen with your matches, like it's just so likable. Like it's hard not to like, you know, enjoy what you do. Yeah. Uh, wait, what was, what was the question? Oh, no, 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 that's not a question. I'm just making make, oh. make, make the point to say like your gimmick. Um, but I want to ask as well, because I said about Professor of Art, um, sorry, um, archaeology. Is that a shoot or is that kayfabe? Oh no, no, I'm not an archaeologist. Ah. But I was, I was. The professor part is nice because I, I've been teaching forever, right? So I was, um, uh, I did, uh, you know, elementary, middle school teaching, um, and then even, you know, in, you know, recently been just doing like adult education teaching. So I've been teaching for a long time. So the the professor stuff is oh. really easy. Yeah. Oh wow, that's fair, fair place, yeah, mate. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 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 works research. out nice. But, <laughs> but all, all of my archaeology knowledge comes from the movies. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot. Indiana Jones, rank them. Um. So that I mean, the the most like easily watchable uh, is three is Last Crusade. Mm -hmm. uh, like I'll rewatch that one the most. The best one, because I'm, you know, old enough to know, like, good filmmaking is the first one by a lot, like, by a, a lot. Um, so it would be one, three, two, four. Um, I like, kind of had a feeling four would be, like, four is in its different yeah. level. Yeah, one, three, two, four. Um, but three is the most, like, watchable. Um, and I, you know, five I'm excited about, man. I don't know how much you've heard about it, but I... I mean, it's the guy that's doing Logan. Like, he did Logan. So yeah, they got James Mangold to do it. Yeah, um, so going to be a lot of faith in that. A little bit grittier, and, like, uh, the gal, Phoebe, three names, Bridge Walker. I'm probably <laughs> messing that up. But she's hilarious, and I'm excited <laughs> to see what they do with her in it. No, nah, it, it should be good. Like, I think I've got... I've got a lot of hype because it's obviously, like I said, the guy did Logan, and Logan is amazing, like, yeah, incredible. So I yeah. think I think it'll be good. Um, your tag team as well, Double Impacts. I want to mm -hmm. ask about your tag team partner, uh, Root Kelly. I want to yeah. ask, uh, what's he like inside the ring and outside the ring? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, so we got put into a tag team just uh, in three, two, one because they we just they were kind of like mid carding it at the time. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and it just needed needed something to do with us. And we ended up just like really uh, vibing off of each other. And we're, we're pretty different, you know, the way we approach matches, the way we approach, you know, life and just hanging out. But um, for some reason it works. Um, he is uh, in the ring. He's awesome. Like he just, he definitely has, uh, throws a lot more kicks than I do. Got a little bit more, um, he'll do, you know, have more move heavy matches and I'll have more character heavy stuff. And it yeah. just kind of like uh, combo ends up being a good, uh, a good matchup. Uh, but no, he's just a great guy. He's like, if you ever meet him or ever talk to him here mm -hmm. or like check out his social media stuff, like he is just like, oh, like just oozing optimism uh, like just like the most optimistic guy and is looking for like the most positive situation uh, out of anything. So um, and most of the time I'm like, man, man, the match didn't go the way I wanted. We could have done this. And he's the one going, no, man, they loved it. All this stuff. So uh, we're, a, we're a good combo. I like as well the matching uh, with the film strips on your tie as well. I think that's pretty cool. And I watched the match yeah. you had. It was with Vicky Dreambow and uh, Kikio. And I yeah. thought that was, that was a really good match. Yeah, that was fun for, I mean, they've never tagged before. And, you know, we were just, I think, you know, opening match to, you know, keep it, keep it light and friendly. But um, mm. it, uh, the, I, I've always wanted to actually work with Kikio. I think that was my first time working with Kikio, oh, uh, wow. which was really cool. I wanted to do that forever. Um, and then I had Vicky's very first match, uh, which oh, was like wow. a, a filmed thing on SOS. So not really official mat, official match, right? It was a, uh, uh, a pre-taped one but so it's, it was so good to see how far she's come mm. uh with all her training from uh, nightmare factory and uh you know sky's the limit for her so just kind of cool to revisit that yeah they're, bo they're both cool i've had them on the show i think you already know so but yeah, yeah I, I enjoy speaking to them as well they're really cool guests um just a few more questions and then i'll let you enjoy the rest of the afternoon yep. yeah afternoon for you evening for me <laughs> <laughs> um it's a question i like to ask the guests because every answer is different Okay. If you can have three dream dinner guests for your party, who would you pick and why? Also, it can be dead, alive, historical figures, anyone. You can pick Jesus if you really want to. Entirely up to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's a hell of a question. Um, it's because that's like who's, you know, you would think like your most like influential people in your life are like, yeah. I think I'd be too nervous to talk to them. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, uh, you're, um, um, you know, what's probably like, like sad, like for like for for me to say this to you, but just you're just you know, uh, your accent always like I watch a ton. Like my my like downtime at the house is watching like BBC, um, like b-level comedians on those talk shows uh, <laughs> like, i watched that all like i watched like those dumb things like like eight out of ten cats and uh the like quiz of the year stuff and i always like every time i watch those i'm like man i just want these guys to be my friends like, <laughs> I just want, <laughs> like it's probably like their worst answer ever <laughs> i just want to hang out with like richard iwadi and i want to hang out uh with Love david him. mitchell and mm -hmm. I want to hang out with all those guys. <laughs> Mate, that's a good fucking answer. I mean, hey, Mitch is great. Peep show. Brilliant show. Um, I'm going to ask. Oh, you do like Peep show? Peep show yes. is hands down my favorite sitcom of all time. This is the first time I've ever 
talked about Peep Show and the fact that you love it as well. High five to that, honestly. Like, yeah. I love it. I've watched it over and over. Oh, oh yeah. so, it's just superb. Like, the humour from the point of view. And so I could just yeah. do an episode on that, but I won't. I, I thought that'll be turning the listeners' ear off. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but no, that's a good answer. All right, cool. you mentioned about the talk show, guys. I want to ask yeah. you one person because he comes from England and you guys are stuck with him. James Corden. What do you think yeah. of him? I don't, I don't, um, we don't really like him here that much. Well, I, don't, I just I, like, <laughs> there's so many late night shows that I don't, I don't, don't end up watching his show. So I don't really know that much about him. I actually probably have watched more stuff of his when he was like on the BBC before he was famous. Then I've uh, watched his show. when he wasn't too bad. Yeah. If we, for like the U S late night shows, I watched Seth Meyers. So I like, it's only so much of my night I'm going to watch, you know, funny recaps of news. So I miss out on it. But I don't know. What do you think about it? Just keep it that way. I, I, feel like you have a, I feel like you have a strong opinion. <laughs> I think he's fucking annoying. And I'm glad that you guys stuck with him. <laughs> I'll be really honest. I don't even know the guy. I hate a strong word, but I just really dislike him. I, I, just don't, right. think, I don't think he's funny. I really don't. I, I, look, comedy is subjective. You as a comedian yourself, look. Everyone's different sense of humor. Yeah. I just don't like him. Oh, oh my! See, but you saying that makes me want to watch it so badly. Like, what's so annoying about this guy? But he's really popular though over there. He's really? doing really well. Like, he's doing really well. I have a problem for that. But yeah, yeah we don't want him back. So you guys can keep him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to put it in the caption. I just like, yeah, James Corden. But yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Um, it's a bit of a boring question, but it's gonna be one of the last questions to wrap it up. If yeah, sure. you had to show someone that's never seen a Pitfall Jones match, uh-huh. it doesn't necessarily have to be your favourite match, but you've got to introduce them and make them a fan, what match would you pick? Oh, man. that's I mean, that's not a boring question. I mean, it's a boring question to everyone listening but me because they don't know my matches. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, what point I'm to? Um so tough they're so tough um i had you know what would be a good one is one of my the first time three two one did the show box uh i had a match with sonico uh the lucha ghoul and it was for the seattle underground title and it was it was, i think it's just so cool because that was like my first time in, in like such a beautiful like background in front mm. of I think that was my biggest crowd that I wrestled for before outside of like an expo where people aren't really paying attention. Um, and it was hard hitting and, but it was also like really fun. Like he was like pulling out snakes and stuff. Um, so I think that's a good, a good example. It's, it's still like three years ago. So I feel like I've come a long way so far, but yeah. um, at the same time, like if someone wants to do, like, just check out one out, they, they made yeah. it this far in the interview, which I'm so, like, thanks for hanging out. Um, go watch that match. Pitfall Jones versus Sonico. We've had a few. I like wrestling that guy. Um, but the one in the show box, uh, that, that's a good first match. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I've got one more question. And that is yeah. because it's been mentioned, man. Favorite Peep Show character? Just, I'm sorry. I never get to talk about Peep Show on my own podcast. So. Oh. <laughs> Uh, character. So, like, you mean like uh, the two guys, or do you mean like one of the side anyone? Characters? Like, I mean, like most people might even say Super Hands, but you know, just yeah. someone you really that always makes you laugh. Oh man, um, 
I, I think I just, I like, I just like how miserable David Mitchell is. I, he's just so miserable and he does it in the best. It's just so funny. I he has a tantrum. It's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I, Olivia Coleman's so good in that too. I think that was the first time I like really like saw her. So it's so cool mm. to see her like become like a genuine, like. Yeah. Actress. She's doing really well. Really yeah. well. Um, but that. By the, I mean, honestly, don't even watch a Pitfall Jones match if you've never seen it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're my guest. And I do recommend you. Like, I'm a fan. So watch your matches first, then Peep Show. That, yeah, yeah. that, in that order, if you can. I really yeah. hope you guys do not remake it, though, because you've done it a few of our shows. Although, American Office, fantastic. I feel like there was a kind of version of the Peep Show. They didn't call it that. But I think, like, six or seven years ago, they, they tried to do it and just... Not the right writers, not the right actors. Oh. But, uh, it's okay. It doesn't even, even, and I'm hoping that I just made that up. It was like a nightmare. But yeah. I, you know, you I'm going to be Googling that after this episode. Worst part of a peep show for me is that I can't get it on DVD because of the country code. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, so oh. I, can only, I can only watch it like every two years when like Hulu decides to buy it again. Like, I, otherwise, I'm just waiting around because I can't have it. Yeah, because it's on Netflix. I'm not bragging because that's. No, I'm, I'm sure there's stuff, stuff you've got that we haven't got, but not that I can think yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome, man! Awesome. What have you, is there anything you've got lined up that you want to promote whilst we wrap the sh- this episode up officially? Um, I just, I, I mean, one of the things that like I, I'm real proud of is like outside of like me in the ring wrestling mm-hmm. uh, is being able to. Um, uh, I did a, like all the video editing for like the SOS um pro wrestling youtube series so like in during lockdown we couldn't wrestle in front of everyone so we just wrestled like the seven of us and we just Mm. made storylines to make it fun um and the first few episodes are kind of not great because i was figuring things out and timing and learning how to like make a tv show uh but the later seasons but especially like season two i really really love what we were doing i love like the the, the show that we put together a little 30 minute wrestling without a crowd kind of like storyline heavy uh episodes and and that's where you know we got introduced like vicky dreamboat became a thing in season two um if you haven't seen that it's a hilarious way to introduce the character she reads a magic book and then uh poof she's there it's really funny um, so I'm real proud of that um if anyone wants to check out SOS pro wrestling and then we've been doing live shows uh, sense um and so we have all our matches up there but that's a cool thing that i'm proud of if anyone wants to check it out no that's brilliant man you're really versatile i mean like editing teacher a wrestler professor of archaeology but no no thank you for coming on man it's been a laugh i feel like we've covered a lot um but it's where if the listeners want to find you after watching the matches where can they find you on social media yeah, and yeah, thanks, George. I really appreciate you having me. Just at, I keep it simple at Pitfall Jones everywhere, um, and it'll come up. Awesome, my man. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, I know your time's precious. Uh, mine, not really. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but for everyone that's listened to this episode, thank you. There's yeah. going to be more episodes of What You Call It podcast coming out very soon. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. But for now, everyone, take care. That's why I made the weapon noise at the beginning. That's why. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. I have a special announcement for my returning guest. 
I'm back. Just thought I had to do a page right there. Um, I am the returning guest at What You Call It podcast with a new title. I'm the notorious angel Amber Joe, the God's gift to professional wrestling, the definition of dominance and beauty. And you are listening to What Do You Call It podcast. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Also, page here. <laughs> 